And we are back in a beautiful evening. It is as we are still sitting around 25 degrees downtown, loving life. The uh, employment hour is here once again. Your phone calls 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell anytime. Would love to talk to you right now on the phone lines. You have severance concerns, job place concerns, harassment concerns, anything under that particular topic. We'd love to uh, get to it, get some emails tonight. We'll get the severance pay calculator, and that's a handy tool for finding out what your severance should actually be. Probably going to contravene what's on that paper in front of you if you have an offer in front of you right now. Don't sign it. Don't sign it. Wait till after the show at least. So uh, lines are open. You want to call through. And Lior, ready to talk to you tonight. Brother, we get to the uh, week that was first. What's going on? Hey, Johnny. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, what's going on is talking to a lot of people. You know, I talk to a lot of people on the show when we do the show, but I talk to even more people in my office, people emailing me, people calling me, people using the severance calculator and, and using that to contact me, people asking me questions online. It's great. I love answering questions. I love informing and educating people. Even if it's to tell you, hey, in your particular situation, we may not be able to do anything. It's always important to get that information. So if you're having any workplace concerns, issues, whether it's a loss of a job or difficulties in the job, someone's mistreating you, someone's changed your job, you don't know what to do, you want to know what your rights are, you have so many options. And the first option, right now, we're here till 8 o'clock. Give us a call right now live. Let's chat about it. Let's solve some problems. And to start us off, a week that was my, my, my favorite segment when I get to tell people some of the things that I saw mm-hmm. over the past uh, few days into last week. So first situation, John, uh, you know, we talk about termination of employment. It's often or it's usually very obvious when your employment is being terminated. You just were called, were called into a meeting. You were given a paper. Today's your last day, etc. In some situations, it may not be that obvious your employment is being terminated. Let's talk about one of those cases. I was contacted by, uh, by uh, a lady that had worked uh, shift work for the past three years. Now, she always worked three or four shifts every single week. The same uh, number of shifts, either shifts, either three or four. Mm-hmm. Some changes in terms of the days of the week, but pretty much consistent. Uh, a few weeks ago, all of a sudden, her boss stopped scheduling her, so no more shifts at all. And she contacted him. She didn't really get a an answer, just uh, telling her, you know, we'll see what happens. And again, several weeks now, no shifts whatsoever. He did not let her go formally. He didn't give her any se- separation papers. And she called me and wanted to know, what does this mean for my employment status? Technically, I guess I'm still employed, but I'm not working. I'm not making money. I'm not being scheduled. So what does this mean? Well, I told her what it meant. And what it meant, John, is this is a termination. Of course it's a termination. If you're no longer working, if your employer is not giving you hours, they've terminated your employment. You can't be employed and not working. By definition, if you're employed, you're working. So unless something happened, like, you know, the, the place burned down and, and they need to, you know, uh, rebuild, of course, that's a termination. An employer cannot say, well, I'm just not going to schedule you, but you're still an employee. Think how beautiful that would be for employers. Hmm. They'd never have to pay severance. Nope. So, John, I haven't let you go. You're just not going to be working anymore, right? It, it doesn't make sense. But she, she was actually surprised to learn that that is actually a termination. So that actually I've seen that several times uh, for, for individuals, uh, especially those that work shift work. If your employer stops giving you shifts, they've terminated your employment, which means you're entitled to severance. It's also a good reminder to tell people that even part-time employees get severance. Yeah. In fact, the fact that they're part-time doesn't mean they get less severance. So 
I'm going to help her to get her severance because she was her employment has been terminated. So it's not always obvious, John, when your employer gives you a termination letter. So, sometimes by their actions, they've terminated employment, and that's what happened to her. What else you got going on? So a second situation, uh, you're going to shake your head at this because we've talked about uh, these types of cases before. Involved a young lady on a, on a maternity leave, John, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know where this is going probably. Well, she was scheduled to come back from maternity leave in a few months, but five months from now, she was scheduled to come back to, uh, to work, except she got a letter from her employer saying, uh, we're letting you go. We don't have a job for you anymore, and we're telling you now that uh, effective the end of this month, we are letting you go. Right. And they offered her severance. By the way, that was completely inadequate severance, but put that aside for a second. She contacted me and wanted to know, well, you know, can they do that? Can they tell me? that uh, I don't, they don't have a job for me. I was scheduled to go back to work in about five months. What does this mean and what are my rights? Well, here's the problem, John. Even if this employer wasn't picking on her because she was on a maternity leave, even if it was legitimate that they don't have a job, I don't know if it was, but let's assume that it was, the fact that she's not ready to come back for five, work, for five months, uh, to come back to work for five months is important because they're not in a position to determine whether they have a job for her. Yeah, they're trying to Five crystal ball it. From now, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Five months from now, many things can change. They may have many jobs available for her. Their obligation is to try to take her back, and they can't assess their ability to meet that obligation until she's ready to come back to work. You can't jump the gun. So in essence, by trying to do that and by letting her go five months before she's ready to come back to work, that's a violation of the Employment Standards Act. It may be a violation of the Human Rights Code. It's illegal. So don't jump the gun, employers. If you don't think you have a job for an employee, you can let them know that you don't know what the status is, but you cannot terminate employment until the employee comes back to work. And only if legitimately there's absolutely no position available, maybe you lost a client, uh, and you don't mess with mama, and mm-hmm. if you do mess with mama, you call me, and I'll make sure it gets fixed, and that's what I'm going to do in this situation. 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on your cell. Lines are open, ready to take your calls, especially if you have a situation like the one we just talked about. Otherwise, give us a call. We'll talk about whatever you want under the employment banner, and we'll get to our topic for the evening and the severance pay calculator as well. An amazing tool. Employment Hour right here, Talk Radio, AM 640. Employment Hour, ready to rock on a Monday night. We do this Monday uh, Monday at 7 and Wednesday at 7 as well, and the weekend shows. We are all over the sucker like a hobo and a ham sandwich. Your phone calls, lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Before we get to our uh, topic for the evening, in between your phone calls, which I know we're coming through, severance pay calculator, pal. Give me some deep tales. Hey, Johnny. Thank you. I yep. appreciate it. And severancepaycalculator.com is probably one of the things I'm most proud of in terms of what I've been able to do. Uh, I've been able to create a tool that informs and educates and gives people access to information, vital information, mm-hmm. information you need to have in the time you need to have it the most, which is when you lost your job, when you are worried about supporting your family, you're worried about where the next check is going to come from. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. And you find out how much your former employer actually owes to you. Hmm. Not how much they want to pay you. Not even how much they think they should be paying you. What the law says they should or have to pay you. And it's usually almost always a heck of a lot more than what you think, what the employer thinks. So it's so important you go to severancepaycalculator.com if you lost your job. You input three pieces of information age, position, length of employment, and you're done. You find out how much, and if you realize, wait a second, they told me they'll pay me six months severance, and this says I'm owed 12 months severance, you know you have an issue, you give me a call, I'll help you get the full severance that you're owed, 
And now you have that money, you can support your family, and hopefully bridge that gap until you find another job, severancepaycalculator.com. Because everybody gets a time where you know Jim, their next-door neighbor, sealing the driveway. He's like, no, 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 man, you get a week per year, that's all you get, trust me. Right? You get those guys, too. They don't I have know. seen that so many times. Sealing the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 usually that's when you have the, the conversations. Right. You have to talk when you're mowing the lawn because that lawnmower is very uh, loud. But, yeah, when, when you're out there uh, talking to your neighbors or talking to someone else you know, your uncle who, uh, you know, worked somewhere for many years and may think he knows something or you're talking to someone online, so many misconceptions, John. Don't let you don't, – don't fall for those. Uh, you go to Severance Pay Calculator. You call me. You call our show, you email me. So many ways to get the right legal information. There's no excuse to fall for any misconception. And uh, as we wait for our phone calls here, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. I see you there calling through. We'll uh, get to you here in a moment. We're talk- talking about this evening throughout the show. That is, uh, it's better to quit than, uh, than continue working, rather, when. So the first one on the line will be uh, your, sagna- uh, your salary pardon me, significantly reduced. Never good. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that's not good. No one's going to like that. And we're going to list a few things, a few situations mm-hmm. where you're actually better off to have quit than continue working. And some, for some people, it's going to be sound strange. Why, why is it better from a legal standpoint that right. I quit? Uh, so we're going to outline it. And, and if you're in one of those situations, you really have to think long and hard as to what you want to do and whether you want to continue working. And the first one, the big one, as you've just said, John, is if your salary, your compensation has been reduced. Well, the first thing is it's not a pleasant situation. Of course, no one wants to have their salary reduced. Yep. That's a bad thing to begin with. But it's more interesting than that. Your employer doesn't have a right to reduce your salary. But if they do and you continue working, it's like you've given them permission. It's like you've said, okay, I'm cool with that. I'm, I've accepted that. And if you've accepted it, then what you've also done is you've given them the right to do it again in the future. So I've told you they can't do it, but if you allow them to do it, you give them the right to do it in the future. Wouldn't you then be better off to not allow that to happen and leave and get full severance? That's what we call a constructive dismissal. So there's a very, very good reason as to why you don't want to accept a salary reduction because you may think, okay, you know what? They're only reducing my pay by you know a couple of dollars an hour, whatever it is. It's not too bad. But if you accept it, what happens if next week it's another $2 and then it's another $2? And before you know it, you're making half of what you were making right. before. Bad idea. If your salary is reduced, you may want to consider that a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. Robert, uh, good evening. How are you, pal? I'm doing fantastic. Everything's on your end. Good, man. What's uh, what's your concern tonight? Well, you know what? Not really a concern. More of a question mm-hmm. for you guys. Love your guest speakers. Fantastic. It's providing me with a wealth of information. However, I find that generally when someone's been laid off or fired, they tend to go to the labor board as their first reference of contact. And the information that's supplied by the Ministry of Labor is completely different than what yep. your guest speaker speaks about. Why is there such a disconnect between what the Labor Board speaks about and what you speak about? Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. And that's something we've addressed many, many times on the show. And it's such an important question, such an important topic. And, and here's the answer. The answer is when the Ministry of Labor, all the thing they can advise you is with respect to your minimum entitlements which your minimum entitlements are really a a fraction, a small portion of your full entitlements. And I've had this discussion many times as to why they do that and that's wrong. So they may tell you, yes, if you lost your job after three years, you get three weeks pay. And those are your minimum entitlements. Your full entitlements could be six months pay, eight months pay, even more. 
That's what the severance calculator does. It calculates your full entitlements, the entitlements that our courts over the last 150 years have decided are owed to employees. You have your minimum entitlements and your full entitlements. The Ministry of Labor doesn't care about your full entitlements. They don't get involved in that. But And I can understand that. But the fact that they end up misleading people is a problem. That's why I say you can't call the Ministry of Labor if you lost your job for that reason. You can call them if you're owed overtime or you're owed vacation pay or uh, maybe you, you work too many hours this week. You cannot call them if you lost your job mm-hmm. because they can't advise you, they provide the wrong information. Uh, and if you do that, you're, you're literally walking out for potentially months and months of pay that are owed to you by way of severance. No, Does that answer the question, Robert? No, it, it doesn't. If I can ask one last question, if sure. I can, really quickly, mm-hmm. with respect to severance, a company that uh, that has revenue of, let's say, greater than twenty million versus a, a company that has revenue of greater than three million, is there a difference in your settlement in your severance settlement? Excellent question, and the answer is absolutely not. If you work for a company with one employee or 1,000 employees, it does not change the amount of severance. Your, your full severance is based on your age, the type of job that you have, and the length of your employment. Whether you work for a big company, small company, doesn't matter. That's another misconception. So uh, you don't have to worry about that and think, well, this is a small company. Because of that, I don't get severance or I, I don't get as much severance. That would be completely wrong. Got open lines, yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Teresa, good evening. Hi, how are you? Yeah, we're excellent. How are you doing? What's your concern? I'm okay. I have a brother who had a, um, um, probably has a, ends up with a permanent WSIB, permanent injury. Um, his surgeon has not said that he's reached maximum medical recovery, but she said he'll only be about 80%. Mm-hmm. Um, his employer, when he first went back, um, triggered a, a pre-existing anxiety issue. So he also has a, um, psychological entitlement, secondary entitlement. Um, now, his one psychologist that he's been working with said that his employer is a toxic workplace and that he should not be returned to his employer. But WSIB keeps on saying that the goal is to get him back to the original employer. Um, and he's really feeling stressed out. This has been going on for like four years. Um, you know, they... they Really, they don't understand the psychological components. So I'm just trying to find out because I know that he could probably be constructive dismissal or human rights. He, he, we have proof of the human rights. His general manager will not even speak to him. Um, you know, I so, mean, like, so, Teresa, this, that, that itself may not be a human rights issue if he's mm-hmm. not speaking to him. I mean, if he's not speaking to him because of his race or ethnicity or, or because of his it's medical condition, his that could be a human rights. What's that? It, they were because of his disability? Yeah, they basically, they, they had given him, you know, they thought that they could do the one, two, three, strike, you're out with discipline. Um, and, um, you know, they disciplined him for something, suspended him for the same thing that other employees were doing. So there's been a couple of different things. Um, yeah. You know, so I think that, you know, like it's pretty clear. Um, we have memos. We have stuff that, you know, people have said, can we let him go? Um, you know, so he has been harassed because of it. And it's aggravated his anxiety. So, but WSIB doesn't seem to really want to do anything with that. Um, so I, we're just trying to find out where to go with this. So, Teresa, the only way to deal with this is to pursue this as a constructive dismissal against the employer. Because once you've done that as well, WSIB is going to see, oh, wait a second. It's a real issue. It's enough of an issue that legal action was commenced against the company so, yeah, we're not going to be able to make him or to go back to the company or penalize him if he doesn't. 
Now, as long as he can establish some of the, the harassment or, or the discriminatory conduct or the poison work environment, as long as we can corroborate that somehow, then absolutely. Why would he want to go back? He can treat his employment as being terminated and get severance. Uh, and, uh, and then he doesn't have to go back, and that should also resolve the WSIB issue. Now, how long has it been since, been, since he's been off work? Well, he, the accident was four years ago. Um, they returned him back to work, and then um, he's gone through four surgeries. So he's gone back, and then um, the employer triggered the um, anxiety. Like, they, they literally were disciplining him every single right. week. They isolated him. Um, people were um, complaining about him into his face. Uh, one guy threw a, a barcode reader on his desk kind of a thing. Uh, none of it has been addressed by the, by the management. Um, so it's been How long has it been since, since he was at work? Two years. He's at he's okay. at work. He's 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 going back because that's what WSIB says he has to do. Okay, so so he has worked in the last two years. Yep, yep. Okay, okay, good. Because I was worried about a limitation issue. Now the problem with going back to work it, 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 is it's making it more difficult that to say that it's so bad that he can't go back to work. So we need to pick a tack here. Either he's going to try to fix the problem and go back to work, or we're going to remove him from there. So I'd want to talk to him as, as soon as possible before he tries to go back to work yet again because that could actually hurt the constructive dismissal case. Okay. So it's yep. important that he and I connect and talk about this, and we probably will need to take an a action on this right away to extract him from there with severance. Potentially there's human rights issues, as you've said, and also that, that would hopefully also get the WSIB office back and make them understand that this is not a situation where you should be going back to work. Teresa, here's the number I'm going to give you. I'd let you go. we got uh, more calls and a break coming up here. It's 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Have your uh, husband use that ASAP to call Lior. For the rest, we'll take a short break. More of your phone calls coming up. That number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. It's the Employment Hour here on Talk Radio AM 640. Doing this again Wednesday night at 7 o'clock in the weekend shows as well here the Employment Hour. Going to get to uh, Carlos right away. Carlos, thanks for hanging in, fella. How are you? Not bad, John. How are you? Good, sir. You got a question for Lior? Yes, I do. Uh, Lior, this, uh, I'll try to be as quick as possible. As a uh, fellow that I know uh, from work, I speak to every so often, and uh, he was uh, let go approximately a year ago from a, uh, I think it was a steel, steel company he was working at. And the reason why he was let go, apparently there were some solvents that he said that were making him physically sick. And he brought it to the attention of the, uh, uh, I guess, the supervisor or uh, one of the bosses that were there. And they basically said that was fine. And uh, they uh, uh, they subsequently let him go. They fired him. Okay. I don't know whether wow. or not he's received severance. I don't know whether or not he's actually signed any papers. And the question or questions I have basically are, if he signed any papers uh, that basically disqualify him from severance, uh, would this actually like uh, be deemed as a uh, wrongful dismissal, and would that actually change his uh, his his possible his possibility of getting uh, uh, severance? Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, whether or not the employer could do that, basically fire him without actually like uh, having any kind of uh, I guess work refusal, just to make sure that the the actual claims that he's that he's stating are actually true. Right. That you know, it's an unsafe environment. Now, Carlos, my first question is: Was he part of a union? Do you know? You know what? I I I I don't know, and uh, there was a bit of a a, a a bit of a language barrier with the fellow. Like his English is not the greatest. Um, I I don't think I don't think there I don't think there there is a union because that's one of the first questions I asked him. Okay, so so what I'm about to tell you would apply if there is no union. Mm -hmm. 
Now, if there's no union, the company cannot let him go because he's bringing a, a health and, and safety concern to their attention. Uh, okay. In fact, that's a, that's a reprisal. That could be a violation of the uh, uh, Occupational Health and Safety Act. You can't do that. That's illegal. They can't let you go because of that. So if they do that, number one, it's illegal. If they do that, they also owe full severance based on his age, position, and length of employment. And uh, I assure you that, that a company that would let him go in that situation is not going to pay him proper severance. So, uh, so he has potentially significant entitlements. Now, if he did sign paperwork, depending on what he signed, I have to see it, he may have given up his entitlements completely. Oftentimes, the paperwork that the employer wants you to sign is what we call a release, that says that once you sign this, you give up all your rights, you admit that we don't owe you anything else. So I need to speak with this fellow, Carlos, and I need to speak to him as soon as possible. He may have significant entitlements. You know, if we have to use a translator to communicate, that's not a big deal. But you need to connect me with him because he may have significant entitlements here. He obviously was wrong, uh, and, and I'll do what, what I can to help him. Leo, the, uh, the best advice actually I gave him was giving him your number. That was the first thing actually I did. You know what I Amazing. mean? So. Brilliant. Brilliant. Carlos, it's well, a good move. I'll do everything possible. Yep. Yep. Appreciate Absolutely. the call. And the number, once again, one 821 5900 Corey, good evening. Hi. How are you Thanks doing? For taking my call. No Not worries. Bad. I'm uh, actually calling on behalf of my brother. He was with a yep. company, no union, uh, for over 20 years. And basically... Uh, my cousin is a partner in the company, and he was called uh, to let him know that he was going to be laid off. And uh, my cousin said in detail, you know, it's really slow right now. It'll only be for about a month, so on and so on. Well, it's been three months, and my brother heard through a coworker that he was pretty much let go because there were some issues. And my sister also went to speak to my cousin, and he basically said the same thing, and that if my brother did want to return, he could return for a pay cut and do other jobs. But he was never called in, never discussed anything, just told them that he was laid off and be called back. Now, Corey, this is interesting because this is a bit similar to what I was talking about at the beginning of the show on the week that was how you're, you're, you can actually be terminated even though the company has not used those words. This is mm-hmm. very, very simple from a legal standpoint. His employment has been terminated. It doesn't matter what he's heard or what they think or what they want. The layoff itself, okay, the layoff itself was a termination. There's no right, and a lot of people are, are confused by this. But there's no right to say, hey, you're not going to work for a month or two months or three months while business is slow. That right. alone could be treated as a termination. So your brother right now, I assure you, can treat his employment as being terminated and get mm-hmm. severance. Even if the company is not thinking in those terms, it does, it's not up to them, right? The mm-hmm. law dictates when employment is, is terminated. And after 20 years... I can tell you that he's going to have significant entitlements. Uh, if he was a partner in the business, he presumably wasn't you know, necessarily uh, a, a, a laborer, so he potentially has uh, you know, a more se- a senior position. He could be looking at 18 to 24 months of compensation. So he needs to give me a call as soon as possible here. Let's resolve this. But I can tell you right now that he is, his employment has been terminated. Okay. Okay. 
Thanks, Corey. We appreciate that. one 821 5900 Jeff, I'll get to your call next. And everyone else, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. We'll get right back to the phones here. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Good evening. I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Good. What's your concern? Well, I was uh, a co-worker who I supervised left mid-shift uh, about six weeks ago, yet before leaving, uh, decided to physically assault me by striking me across the face. And uh, during that time frame, I worked all those hours to make up the difference of that lost co-worker. And now I'm being accused of, by my, the owner right. of sabotaging his place by not allowing him to hire him back. Well, this guy now is scheduled to work this coming Saturday. And so I may run into him. I'm just wondering what First my all, position is. Did you file a report uh, with did you file a report with the police? No. Okay. So uh, uh, the problem here is uh, that you, you're going to feel unsafe, of course, working with this guy. It, and the company should know better than to make you do that. So if they're going to make you w- work with him, that's a problem for them. And, and you could potentially treat your employment as being constructively dismissed. They're creating an unsafe work environment. They're creating a, a poison work environment where you're going to feel unsafe and, and, and potentially putting you at risk. They're not allowed to do that. So if you, you've spoken with your employer, I want you to put your concerns in writing okay? Yes. To, to your employer. Say, here's why I'm uncomfortable. He did this to me. It's putting me at risk. I'm not going to be able to be working effectively. If they say too bad, so sad, and they do that anyway, if yeah. you truly don't feel comfortable, I may be able to get you out of there with, with severance. That will be a constructive dismissal. I'd want you to give me a call. What I don't want you to do, though, I do not want you to quit before speaking to me off air. Right? So let's connect. <laughs> Which is what I was going to do Saturday evening. <laughs> no, 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 not do yet. Do not do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's you and I talk off air, and mm-hmm. then once that happens, we can we can get you out of there if needed. But in the meantime, put your concerns in writing. If it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. Okay. Right. It does have to be uh, emails, fine, text, anything like that. What? Email is absolutely fine. Works beautifully, uh, and and if you do that, then then the ball goes into his court. And if they still hire this guy, yeah, you have entitlements. But again, you do not quit until you and I connect off air. Okay, thank you very much. All right, Jeff, that was the smartest call that guy made this week for sure. He was going to quit on Saturday and bail, right? Yeah, bad idea, bad idea to quit. Uh, and and he, but he does have entitlements, and mm-hmm. you know, a company should be mindful of these things. Like you can't put your employee in an unsafe situation. That's a classic constructive dismissal. The number, uh, by the way, Jeff, uh, 1-855-821-5900, 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior. Outside of uh, show hours, uh, Roman, how are you, pal? Hi, uh, I'm fine. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern? My concern is that I've been given uh, a new uh, company policy manual that I'm uh, about to sign, and there is a potentially problematic uh, wording of uh, regarding severance payment. If I can, oh, I bet there is. That, uh, sorry, can I quote? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Ah, okay, thank you. Uh, it says that uh, upon the provision of notice or payment of notice and severance pay and benefits if applicable, as is minimally required by ESA, as amended from time to time. And I'm signing that I agree to follow these policies while employed at the company. So can that uh, basically affect the severance payment or is it okay to sign that? 
Oh, it, it, it affects it in a huge way by signing it. And again, I'd want to see the wording specifically, but what that tries to do, it tries to limit the amount of severance you're going to get if and when your employment is being terminated. So potentially by signing that, you're going to give up on tens of thousands of dollars of future severance. Now, it may not be enforceable if you sign it. That said, we never signed something on the basis that, ah, it's not going to be enforceable, so who cares? I do not want you to sign something where you're giving them tens of thousands of dollars. You're better off to say, no, I, I would sign it if you change that or remove that. And, and frankly, if they say, too bad, well, then we're going to let you go. Well, you know what, Roman? At least you get your full severance right now. My concern is that you sign it, and six months later they let you go, and at that point you get a fraction mm -hmm. of your full severance. So before you do anything, before you say no or sign, I want to connect with you, and I actually want to read the language myself, okay? Uh, and at that I, I point, can we can decide no what's problem. best to do. Uh, sorry, just, okay. just uh, maybe, maybe to clarify, may I, I said again, this is a policy manual. It's not a contract. It's not a contract I understand. Yeah. I understand. I understand. It doesn't, it's a document that, that you say I've, I've accepted and I've agreed to, and it sets terms of employment. So, yes, whether you call it a policy manual, a handbook, uh, whatever it is, it impacts the terms of employment, and you should not sign something that gives away rights that you would otherwise have. So let's connect off air. Let me read it, but do not give them tens of thousands of dollars. My gosh, you should never do that. Big time. Roman, that number, one 821 to call Lior when the show is over, one 821 We'll take our last break for the night here, get back into the rest of it all, and I see you there. Hang on the line. And for you, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Got a few minutes to call in if you'd like, and we'd love to talk to you in the uh, last few minutes of the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. 7.54, your last couple minutes here to call in and get through to talk to Lior. And uh, we get to one now. Alden, good evening. Good evening. How are you guys? Good, man. What is happening with you? All right. Uh, my issue um, is a question in regards to vacation pay. Um, my younger brother, he works for a courier company. And uh, looked at his paycheck and um, or his pay, yeah, his payroll or the... Uh, his paycheck, and basically it didn't show any vacation pay. So I asked him, how come you don't get 5%? I believe that's what you're entitled to, 5% every paycheck. It's 4%, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, it's 4%, yeah. So um, he went and he asked the company. The company told him that they have the uh, the right to hold it for 10 to ten months to a year. But I never heard of that before. Do you know what the uh, principle is or how that yeah. works? So, so so some companies pay vacation pay on every check. Some companies pay vacation pay when you actually take the vacation. Now, the way vacation technically works is you have to earn the vacation. So, for example, if I start uh, working right now, I don't actually earn my vacation until the year ends and I take the vacation next year. So, yeah, strictly speaking, they can do that. If that's their pa practice uh, and that's their policy, that policy is in compliance with the law. You have to earn the vacation the following year. You take it, and that's when they pay the vacation pay. Some companies do it very differently, and I'm not a fan of a company doing what, what this courier company is doing, but it's not illegal, Alden. They are doing it legally, it sounds like. Okay, so it's good. A um, little more, um, let me ask you another question, mm -hmm. if you don't mind. Um, in regards to that, now, um, he's looking to apply for another position within that company, and they're yeah. saying that um, it's not a union, and they're saying that... Um, the seniority and all that, if he gets hired with the new position, would all start at the beginning again. So he's been there for about eight months. So I guess that a vacation pay, I guess, I don't know if that would start up again. 
Or, but they're, they're basically telling him that everything would start from as if you were a new employee because you've taken on this new position within the same organization. Does that okay. make sense? So for, for uh, internal purposes, they can decide what seniority is. So, for example, if they say after three years you get an extra week's vacation, they can decide that for that policy, for example, this is a new position, which means you start at the beginning. From a from a seniority in, or in terms of a length of employment, it's continuous. What I mean by that is, let's assume that he's been there with two, for two years. He takes takes on a new position and works for another year, and then they let him go. Well, now he's a three-year employee, so he gets severance based on the full three years. So, for the purpose of length of employment, when it comes to severance, it's continuous. For the purpose right. of anything internal, they can decide how to calculate seniority. Okay, gotcha, so gotcha. It, it, so that's that's really the answer to that question. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. All right, cool. Thanks. All anything else? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That's why they can. If it's a non union, you can get leapfrog by the, the lowest guy in the totem pole, right? There's nothing you can do. It's their policy, right? Right. They, they can decide how to administer that policy as long as it's not discriminatory. They right. can't say you're going to be prejudiced because of your race or ethnicity or whatnot. But they can say, you know what? We think Bob is better than you, even though you're more senior. So we're going to promote Bob. They could do that, uh, and uh, the, the seniority doesn't factor in. But you don't start from scratch. Your your length of employment doesn't reset, uh, whether you change jobs or, or whether you've been promoted, etc. Length of employment always continues, and that company the company can't decide what to do with that. That's automatic, John. Last couple minutes, man. Let's go back over some things people should know. First one: severance pay calculator. There's a good place to start. Yeah, man, it's a great place to start. It's the place that you go to if you lost your job. Still, you know, as many people as have used it, and we're talking in the six figures in terms of numbers of people that have used it, John, there's still so, so many people that accept inadequate severance. And I bet you our listeners right now know someone that in the last few weeks probably accepted inadequate severance because they didn't know any better. Don't let that happen. Tell everyone you know if they lost your job to go to severancepaycalculator.com or they can just call me or email me. Don't let them accept inadequate severance. At least make sure that they know what their rights are. You know, you have a responsibility to your friends and families. Severancepaycalculator.com. Any questions until we uh, reconvene Wednesday, go to terminationquestions.com as well. That's another website you put together. And uh, in closing, the number people need to get a hold of you now that the show is over, one 821 5900 Until Wednesday, 7 o'clock, once again, back here with the Employment Hour. Talk Radio, AM 640.